Welcome to Mind Wealth with Yaliz Ruzgar and David Allen Kogan. Mind Wealth is a podcast that will expand and provide new ways of thinking and seeing the world around you. Listen with an open mind, and you may discover your life might just take a different course. Now, let's challenge the way you think. Welcome to Mind Wealth with Yaliz Mana Ruzgar and myself, David Allen Kogut. MindWealth is a podcast will expand and provide new ways of thinking and seeing the world around you. Listen as we open your mind and you may discover your life just might take a different course. So now let's challenge the way you think. Hi, Elise. Welcome from Istanbul at uh, 120 degrees. Hopefully you're keeping cool in there. Hi, David. I'm thinking cool mass, cool mass, cool mass. <laughs> Your feet are on the hot coals right now, right? Right, right. I think it's a worldwide thing. I was talking to a couple of my friends from uh, Australia, and there was this friend of mine from Europe. They said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like the weather has changed, and it's really, really hot. And let's see if my thoughts are going to become things, and if I can bring rain. Cool things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are you? How is New York? And um, no, it's not quite as hot as Istanbul, but it is a hundred degrees today, and sunny. Mm. It looks beautiful from the window here, but uh, to step outside, you kind of feel like you're uh, you're you're out walking the firewalk. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. Let's right. Let's, it's a preparation because the next firewalk is on the way. That's going to take place in November in Miami after two years. Yes. Wow. Live, mm. live, live, live events. How? What? What a thought. My my favorite thing to do. Well, today I I I like the idea of thoughts become things, and I I heard that originally from. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer um, right. used to always kind of in his very unique spiritual way kind of um, provide that kind of thought process. And what I really, I had a, a friend in from town over the weekend. He, he, um, he's a spiritual guy as well. And, and as we were kind of speaking, you know, the idea of thoughts became, become things was part of our discussion. And the part of the discussion I think that was interesting and difficult at the same time is what makes a manifestation of a thought easy and what makes it difficult. And my take on it was if I said, Yalise, do you want a cup of coffee? Or you thought of the idea of, I think I want a cup of coffee. You may go downstairs or go wherever you go to go get a coffee and, or down to a corner Starbucks if they have that and get a coffee and now you have it in your hand from the thought of, I think I want a cup of coffee. So that may be looked at as easy. Now, if you say, wow, I want my company to go from zero to a hundred million, that may be a challenge. So, right. right? But it's a, it's a thought. So things start with a thought and is it the belief system that the cup of coffee is easy? and that the $100 million business is hard, and that's what creates the mountain that you have to climb, whereas getting a cup of coffee, there's no mountain. Or right. is it some other kind of force, some other kind of concept that gets in the way of easy and hard or unobtainable 
What's your thought? Very interesting. Very interesting. Yes, I like that. And as you're speaking, I thought of, um, hold on, actually, let me check. I think it was Gandhi. Mm. Yes. Uh, Gandhi says, uh, your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become your destiny. In a very nutshell, he uh, put these milestones and how they're connected to each other. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, when there is a need or when there is a desire and that's something that we have done in the past and if there's a preparation for it then it's really easy for our thoughts to get into actions and then to results right just like the coffee example you gave um I want a coffee, so because I know that once in a while I like coffee, so I'm buying coffee ahead of time. It's in my kitchen. I have a um, coffee maker, so I have everything ready for me to get that result. However, if I've never made that one million or hundred million dollars before, and if I do not have the preparation for it, then those thoughts may lead towards action, but then the time, it might take some time for me to get the results. But there's always, there's always mm, shorter ways. That's why I love working with coaches like yourself and having mentors, business consultants, because they have their coffee in their business kitchen already. They know exactly what to do. They're prepared. So they lead us towards uh, the outcomes that we want. So thoughts are great. The second thing around the thoughts are what are we feeding them with? The emotions or the needs that we have beneath them. Mm -hmm. If, for example, we want that coffee because we like it, so it's probably going to motivate us to take the action and move towards it. If it's $100 million, but somewhere in our belief system, in our thoughts, if we have a feeling of, oh, I don't deserve that, or um, rich people are bad, so then this is going to create a friction in between our thoughts and our actions. Right. So basically, um, my understanding of what you're saying is congruency is part of the key. So if I believed coffee wasn't good for me, then the thought of having coffee may get negated with maybe I shouldn't do that. In which right. now I don't take the action. And the same thing with a business, I may have what uh, I like to call the, the temperature. You know, if you live life at 70 degrees, 90 degrees may seem very foreign to you, even though you may desire 90 degrees because you see everyone on social networking at 90 degrees or that's what it looks like. So you assume, I want that, but the distance between 70 and 90 seems really far in your mind. So yeah. that, and also there is a saying that you don't know what you don't know. To even have the right thoughts of how to get to or have experienced 70 to 90 degrees, metaphorically speaking, you're missing something there in your thought process. So as you said, if your experience are such that maybe you hung around with people who have made a million dollars, maybe you've hung around with people who have made a hundred million dollars, now it seems possible because you can resonate with those people and say, well, 
I'm just like this person. If they can do it, I can do it. So therefore, my thoughts becoming things, now the gap has closed closer and closer. So what do you suggest for people listening that may have these desires or these thoughts and look at this concept as thoughts become things as nonsense because, yes, I can go get a cup of coffee, but if I really want to change the world, that's uh, too far a distance for me. What would you suggest? Mm, right, right. So um, how I see whole life in a holistic approach is I see everything as a positive, a negative, and a neutral. Mm-hmm. Everything in life, including the emotions as well as the thoughts, there is the positive thoughts, there is the negative thoughts, and the neutral ones. Or, uh, you know, in Kabbalah, they say there is the right column representing mercy and the left column representing judgment. And when we are in the flow of love and light, we can decide which one to use. So both of them are energies. And if we have a desire of changing the world, and this desire, if it's not coming to feed our ego, if it's not coming from a need of feeling significant, but instead if it's coming from um, a place where we feel good, in love, to serve, then it's easier for us to move with the thoughts that we have towards our actions. Um, So the question is actually, how are we feeding those thoughts with which emotions are we feeding them with? And like the um, paragraph from Gandhi, our thoughts, it's becoming our words. And if we keep on chanting, just like the Hindus use the mantras, every word become a mantra for us. Mm -hmm. And in our mind, when we say uh, saving the world or helping the world to be a better place, I'm a contributor. I'm a light worker. I love to serve. Therefore, I deserve all these positive mantras. Mm -hmm. After all, becomes our thinking habits and patterns. Mm -hmm. And since we are firing positive neurons, which affects actually our biological body and helps us to release hormones like serotonin and endorphin and getting excited, then biologically we're going to start feeling better. And when we feel better, we perform better. We feel like acting more because there is this uh, reinforcement of um, getting a benefit out of those thoughts. And these thoughts, generally a thought form, it comes with a picture, it comes with a sound, there is also a feeling attached to that thought. Mm-hmm. And if our, in our mind, um, if we know people, like you said, we believe in the things that we see, because then we can create that picture in our mind's eye. If we have people around us that are working for world peace, or Greenpeace, or anything that's serving the problems of the world, then we're like, okay, you know what? Yes, this is this is in my reality. This is not a concept that's vague. This is real. So let me check what they're doing. And if these people are the people that we like to talk or hang out with, then they become our peer group and we start to hang out with them. So with the thought, we saw that someone else is doing it and then we are taking action. We're hanging out with those people. Then all of a sudden, we find ourselves helping to solve a world's problem. And that huge thing 
in a way, that big elephant is now parted so we can start placing the parts of that big elephant into the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, you know what? And when you say all this, what comes to mind is thoughts become things, but you also become who you hang around with. Yes, very true. Very and true. so you're influenced by people. And so it goes back to what that original thought is. And I like your idea of the columns from the Kabbalistic point of view. And I also like the idea of, you know, the angel and the devil concept on your shoulder can look to the left and do the right thing or look to the, the other way and do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. In essence, I think you have the power. I think where people right. lose the concept is that they don't have the power. And so right. fit in desire sometimes their whole life. I wish I had a better relationship. I wish, I wish I had a better job or wish I had lived in a better place or I wish that person would have been influenced by my thoughts. They sit in, I wish, I wish, I wish, as opposed to taking that thought. And as you said, like Gandhi, build, 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 build until you get right. the result. But it yeah. takes work. It takes courage. It takes initiative. And then you have to surround yourself with like-minded people that help lift you up, not tear you down, because your thoughts may be very delicate in the beginning. You may have big thoughts and big plans, but if you're around people who think very small, they'll tend to, because they want to feel significant, they'll want to tear you down and bring you down to their 70 degrees and take you out of that 90-degree mindset. So right. the delicate process of not being your own worst enemy and that Very true. you have the power to make these changes. You have the power to create um, what I like to call your own self-hypnosis, as right. you were saying, right? right. The right. words that I say to myself, they, they always say, be careful what you say be, and be careful what you wish for because you might get it. Those words or every day, I'm good enough, I'm amazing, or I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy can have the same effect to your, your own psyche, which can cancel out that thoughts become things process. True. Because it is a process. I see it as a process. Thoughts become things. That's the eventuality. But the process is, as you said, Gandhi's pathway of building those habits and building those belief systems and somewhat kind of reprogramming yourself if you didn't grow up with a wide view, but maybe you might have been exposed to it on TV or an event or a coach or a book or something to go, hmm, there is a bigger world out there. I have right. to build more space in my brain to allow it to come in. And let. here's the other thing too, thoughts become things is also a process of letting go. Because mm. awareness isn't necessarily about learning more. Awareness can be about letting go of what you thought you knew. Because right. now something unlearning unlearning is the key, mm-hmm. not just learning. And that's a part of the process of thoughts become things. So it is a technology in a sense. Our brains are thoughts. And uh, spiritually thinking, many believe that Everything came from a thought. The singularity was a thought. And it was brought in and manifested in the same way that we're talking about today. And that's a huge. So I think the the key is is that we, you can create almost anything you can think of 
Right, I agree with you. And one of the fascinating things as you were uh, speaking that came to my mind is how to close that gap in between our cause and effect. Because what happens is our intentions and our thoughts is the cause. It's like a seed level intention. And then there, the effect is the result that we see of that seed, whether we see it as a fruit, as a tree, or as a flower. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been literally fascinated by um, seeing Sufis and Kabbalists and working with them over uh, 10 years and observing them, how they were able to close that gap in between the cause and effect, which meaning... Whatever they intend, it just flourishes, and uh, there's somehow they're tapping into the realm of the flow, or being in the zone, or being one with the universe, and becoming a real tree of life, or becoming a living Kabbalah system or a Sufi system. Mm. They become the path. They become the walker, the observer, and the path. Mm. And once they're there. They think and it appears. And I've seen and I witnessed many, many stories and real things that um, extended Sufi masters bringing a book that was lost 10 years ago. Boom, it appears in a room. So there are these extreme supernatural um, experiences around thoughts becoming things. So there is this side of... um, mystical part Um, I guess like working with them observing them studying them uh, the way that they do close the gap in between the cause and effect is they go against their ego their selfish ways they go against their uh, humanistic desires like sleep they eat less almost like they want to let go of anything that's physical so they connect to their soul and they get their thoughts Uh, powered by their breath, like their breath and their soul gets powered. So as soon as a thought and intention hits that powerful breath, it comes to life. And this happened actually in our life too. Like we don't have to be a lifelong uh, Sufi or a Kabbalist, you know, like we can be just human beings, like any one of us. However, I'm sure you noticed it with yourself too. When after a cleansing or after a whole day, or just like you said, when you let go and when you surrender to your heart, when you surrender to your soul, you think of someone, boom, that person calls you or uh, you know, you really work hard, hard, hard. And then one day you're like, okay, I'm going to let this be. Now I'm going to surrender to it. So it's like a disciplined uh, work, a meeting with surrendering to what is. Surrendering to now creates that magical thoughts becoming thing. I love that. I love that. I, I like that word surrender because I don't think that's a word many people really like to kind of have in their toolbox. I think at least myself and, and, and my upbringing, it was always about fighting, pushing. That's how you create work hard as opposed to surrender can be misinterpreted as a weakness, but really what it is, is it's opening up the hands. You know, if, if you're tight and your hands, your, your fists are clenched because you're ready to fight it ever for every possible thing that you believe you should have or want. 
The opposite is, is to open up and let it come in on its own. Right. And that right. takes, again, that takes courage, that takes um, uh, thought yes. to really think about, well, how do I go and do that? And I think letting go is a key and trust and faith. And, you know, there's a lot of belief systems that include those words in the process of life, faith and letting go. And I think that um, thoughts becoming things is so simplistic. And I think um, people make it difficult. Life is simple. People make it complex because they put in what I call the lie. The lie is that everything is separate. And when everything is viewed separate, you feel alone. You feel like you're on your own and you have to fight your way where in essence, everything is one and connected. You have to feel that, which means everything is possible. Everything is available. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the old way of thinking um, is shifting towards a new world. Um, I believe that after 2012 and also 2020, like these two years are very important. One, the Mayan calendar ended. I yes. think that was the end of a consciousness, actually. It wasn't about ending the world. The consciousness of fear or limitation uh, ended in that year. And as, as we have seen in technology after 2012, mm -hmm. everything exponentially started to grow. And look at the things that we're doing right now. We're creating... Um, almost like the um, games that we used to play, SimCity. We're creating literally yeah. villages. We're creating um, a second world yeah. where you can mine things. So it's like a land and, and things are being mined right. um, in a digital way. And right. look at this. I'm in Turkey. You're in New York. And we are in now connected. Yes on this digital platform. So who yeah. would know in the past, if you would say this to someone else, they would go like, oh my God, that's a witch. Let's burn the, yes. Anyways, I'm not going to use the B <laughs> word. I was like, beep. <laughs> yes, clean. Um, but yeah, I think um, the idea of how we're progressing is really important and how much it ties us together and using it for good. You know, again, we have, the yin and the yang, we, you know, we can use all these tools and technology to make it think the life better or to make it worse. And it's really up to us. I like my teacher mentioned to me when it came to electricity, because we were talking about technology and ideal of study and Kabbalistic study. And to a lot of people, some of the things you do may seem kind of strange. You know, why do you read this? Why do you scan this? Why do you think this way. And he said, do you understand electricity? Do you understand how it works? I go, uh, yes and no, not completely. He goes, well, do you use a light? I go, yeah, I use it all the time. Do you care about how the electricity works to turn the light on? I said, absolutely not. And he said, well, you could take your finger and put it into a light socket and burn your finger. And don't. <laughs> <laughs> People don't put yeah. your fingers in light sockets. Uh, and, and literally burn your finger and have a bad day. Or you could plug a computer into that same outlet, turn on your computer and start a business and change the world. Right. But it's up to you. The electricity is still just electricity. It's not good. It's not bad. It's it just how is. you use it. It just is. And so 
we have the ability to use all these things that are in front of us, our connections, our digital platforms, uh, the things that go on in the world as good or bad. It's really up to us. It's not up to the external. And I think many people look externally for what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong, what's now, what's then, instead of us just having our thoughts become things, be the focus and stay in our own zone and not in, not get in everybody else's lane and then judge right. why they're not right. in vice versa. So that's the right. Right. And as we do, so what we're doing is we're actually putting a lot of um, energy, just like the example you gave when we have a thought and if we insist on that thought, we're giving a lot of light. We're giving a lot of power to that thought. And mm. that thought is literally affecting the outcome. Two days ago, a friend of mine called me and she was crying and she was feeling really bad. Her dad got hospitalized, so um, she was worried and uh, her mom was like very negative about it. Doctors were negative about it. And um, I was thinking, oh my God, how can I act like the light now? Like what is going to serve her? How can I shift her consciousness from illness to wellness? Like I was just wishing for the words and somehow the spirit came through and I, I found myself telling about the incredible stories that I witnessed with um, so-called sick people. And I told her like, create your own reality. And I was referring to the spiritual path she believes in. I said, keep on chanting the certainty because when you're certain, when you shift your focus from a negative uh, thought towards a positive one, your consciousness shifts, like you feel lighter. And um, I also started to bring some memories from our common friends, which they decided to believe that they can create their own reality and how their kids were healed and how their mothers were healed. So as I was sharing the real time stories, she said, you know what, you're right. Somehow I feel empowered now. And today she calls and she says, oh, my God, two days ago, my dad was about to die. Today he started to talk. He eats now. And she was feeling so well. I don't know if if that affected or not. Like, I will never know. But all that I know is if I would just leave her like that, probably her thoughts and her lower vibrations and frequency was going to even empower what her mother was thinking and the doctors were thinking. Well, and and as we end our time here, I'll talk about, I think it was called What the Bleep? Oh, yeah. Um, What was interesting is there was a study, and I I don't have all the information in front of me, but it was a Japanese guy who tested the Dr. Emoto. Yeah, thoughts on water and how the thoughts affected the water. And I think that's, so when you were just talking about putting out a vibe of positivity or of healing or desire. It's a form of prayer. It's a form of energy. It's a form of broadcasting a thoughts become things concept um, on others. What a wonderful concept to think that you do make a difference and that you are powerful and that you do have this energy uh, of capability and possibility within that's not just for yourself, but you can actually extend to others. How cool is that? Beautiful. Many things Beautiful. to think about, right? So ho- hopefully you enjoyed uh, today talking. Amazing. About I actually feel now better <laughs> than we started. <laughs> I uh, Somehow talking about this made me feel 
way lighter. That's good. <laughs> and hopefully cooler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool us, cool us, cool us. I'm sending cool <laughs> thoughts all the way to Istanbul right now. You're cold. It's a little chilly inside. So I'm hopefully that'll help. Until next time, challenge the way you think with Mind Wealth. And we'll see you again. See you soon, David. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Okay. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Mind Wealth with Yulise Ruzgar and David Allen Kogut. We hope you found it thought-provoking. Please follow on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And share your stories and questions. We want to hear from you. Until next time, remember, things are not always as they seem. Let's take a new perspective and challenge the way you think.